Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We have to understand how it's possible when this kind of shootout is captured on film that there were no charges of any person, even though people were brought into custody. This is not a time for scapegoats. This is not a time for political rhetoric. Those voices, Lori Lightfoot, the wackadoodle mayor of Chicago, and the even crazier, uh, what's her, her first name, Fox? I can't remember. Megan Fox? Guy Fox? <laughs> Red. Red Fox. What's it? it flitted out of my head and it's not on the sheet. What the hell's her name? Somebody figure it out. Anyway, Kim Fox. Kim Fox, thank you. This is the same gal you remember who was in cahoots with the fake racial attack victim, Jussie Smollett. Yeah, she's of Jussie Smollett fame. And she barely hung on to her job. So here's the story. Actually, Garrett Tenney does a good job of, of describing it in the report. Why don't we go ahead and do 50, then we'll follow up. Five gang members are back on the streets after the Cook County State's Attorney chose not to file any charges in a Friday shootout that was captured on a city surveillance camera. You can see the gun battle erupt after two cars pulled up outside a home on the city's west side. Four people with modified fully automatic handguns opened fire on gang members of a rival faction. More than 70 shots were fired between the groups in the roughly 10 seconds it took for two squad cars to show up. One person died, two were injured, five were arrested, and zero were charged. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is demanding answers from Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox. We cannot send a message that it's okay and you get a pass, that you shoot up a residence in broad daylight, captured on film, and no consequences will happen for you. That can't be a world that we live in. It is a world we live in, apparently. So this uh, Kim Fox woman claims that, well, none of the witnesses would cooperate, so we didn't charge him. Uh, the uh, Fox News had a defense attorney, former prosecutor on. He said, whoa, 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 no. You get him on anything you can. You get him on a parking violation or, or unlicensed whatever. And you hold them, and you develop the case, and you you, you don't let guys go. Five guy gangbangers caught on video firing dozens and dozens of rounds into a house, and somebody's dead. And this Kim Fox didn't file charges. That is amazing. I mean, an example is um, that laundry kid. They're going after him for credit card fraud. That's what the warrant for the arrest is for. You just Good need example. a reason to arrest him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a little more from Lori Lightfoot, who I don't don't agree with on anything. But then we'll get to this Kim Fox, who is one of the great crackpots in America right now. Fifty two. If the bad guys that are out there that are picking up guns and shooting without any regard for the sanctity of life, do not believe that there's accountability for them. The brazenness will not end. It will escalate. It will continue. And our communities will not be safe. I know what you're thinking. The same thing I was thinking when I first heard this story. How is this happening? It sounds like something you'd expect to hear about out of Oaxaca in Mexico. Right, exactly. Where the cartels own the governor and the chief of police and the rest of it because they're terrified for their lives. Uh, 53. I'm hard-pressed to think about what the additional evidence would be when it's all on capture and videotape. you got officers on the scene who have body cam and dash cam. What more is necessary? Is it possible this Kim Fox is on the take from the gangs? Well, that would be uh, very, very troubling. I mean, everybody involved is black, so it's probably not a racial thing. Actually, that uh, 
shooters, victims, the mayor, the prosecutor, Hmm. some of the cops who showed up. That's a decent point, because I was about to say it'd be less troubling for her to be on the take than for it to be an ideological thing. Yeah. I don't know. Is she one of those uh, like uh, communists, like is the DA in uh, San Francisco or Los Angeles, who believes all crime is just because of capitalism? Yeah, she could be. Yeah, I wonder. So this Kim Fox uh, hold her, held her own press conference, and, and this is radio, so you don't see the visuals. She is chewing up the scenery, as they say in the drama business. She is overacting like to, to the point of ridiculousness. You can hear some of it in her voice. 54, Michael. Our number one concern should be about getting those people prosecuted, not a headline diverting attention away from the fact that we have not had a comprehensive plan for violence in the city of Chicago. Okay, so letting five gangbangers go who lit up a house and killed somebody is really just a diversion in an effort to steal the headlines away. Um, okay. In other words, uh, Lori Lightfoot's just covering her own arse, says Kim Fox. 55. It was inappropriate. It was wrong. As a prosecutor who understands the oath and as a former prosecutor discussing the facts of this case in the press without the benefit of all of the evidence does a disservice to the communities who've been impacted by this violence. Our job is not simply to make an arrest, but it's also to get a conviction. And in the effort to get in a conviction, we must make sure that the evidence is held in the highest integrity. What? That was that was just like that word salad thing you read to us yesterday. <laughs> that was just a collection of words strung together that sounded like she was saying something. And finally, 56. The Cook County State's Attorney's Office is here, ready to hold those who cause harm to our communities accountable for their actions. Whatever the other evidence is that needs to be gathered, the police department is going to be Johnny on the spot and make sure we get it. But this is a... To me, a very compelling case. There are things going on in criminal justice right now I thought I would never, ever see. There was a 71-year-old woman murdered in a McDonald's drive-thru in Houston a day or two ago by a guy who was out on bond for a capital murder. Wow. He was bonded out on a capital murder charge. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. Oh, it's horrific. It's a little uncomfortable for the mainstream media, so they won't be reporting it, but it's happening. And it's happening all over the country where you have these super progressive DAs in charge. And if you don't know Houston, the gov- the, uh, the politics of Houston, it's like a super left, um, you know, island in the middle of, uh, of Texas. And it's not like Austin left, it's traditional black Democrats left. But they've got one of these, you know, crazy prosecutor or DAs who's turning people loose on the streets, citing COVID. So the danger to a murderer from COVID is significant enough to let him out on the street. But the danger to the nice 71 year old lady who was just trying to get herself a hamburger, not so much. God damn, you know, you'd I, and be... I'm not trying to make people insane here or anything, but this stuff is happening. Yeah, man, if that was your grandma or whatever, you'd just be, uh, how do you even deal with that? Well, you'd have murderous rage. And go ahead and murder somebody if you want. You'd be at McDonald's the next day. Uh, before we take a break, I mentioned the uh, the hottest TV show in the world is The Squid Game. And I watched that last night, and it's, uh, it's, 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 in, it's intriguing. I mean, you got to be willing to put up with a lot of violence. But here's another hot TV show. It's more in the vein of 
them canceling the Tiger King movie. So you remember Nicolas Cage was going to star in the Tiger King movie, and then he announced a couple of weeks ago that that was off, and he said, yeah, I think the window for that is kind of over. I think. Uh, <laughs> Good call, man. I feel like this is the same thing, but they went ahead and made it. The new documentary from National Geographic about the life of Anthony Fauci debuted last night. If you're wanting to know more about that fantastic figure oh, on yeah. the American cultural scene, Anthony Fauci. It's just called Fauci. The new National Geographic documentary, which began airing last night, you can stream it. Is there anybody that wants that? I mean, I realize he was uh, people's sexiest man and all that sort of stuff early in the pandemic. And hail Fauci! Hail Fauci! So, is it like a what do you call it? Is it is it uh, like a fawning look at this wonderful man, or is it an investigation into his working with Peter Daszak on gain of function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology what and they, other places? What do they call it? A hagiography or whatever? yeah, exactly. Is it a uh, you know like a musician who commissions their own uh, documentary? I don't know. I just don't want a freaking word about it. I want him to go away and forget that I ever heard of him. That's what I want to have happen. I want to hear, the next time I hear his name, I want it to be, oh yeah, Fauci, whatever happened to the guy. That's what I want it to be. Yeah, God, please get rid of him. Just Who enough. wants to hear from Nobody. him? Nobody. Chuck Todd does. The worshipful, <laughs> freaking lefty media wants to hear from him. So, you, unwilling more than most to talk about the presidential race of 2024. Yes. Has something on that. Well, yeah, Nikki Haley, she's angling, and I think she's angling skillfully. What she says, what she doesn't say, it's it's really revealing about our time, especially on the conservative uh, side of the aisle. Awesome. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. One quick uh, personal aside, which we've talked about before. I just wonder if anybody in the business has any insight. So those of us uh, like our, you know, patients or we have family members or patients of hospitals, whenever you call us with like an update or a question or something like that, and you don't get a hold of us, is there a reason why you can't leave like a direct number? I think mm. everybody's dealt with this. You're waiting for some result from the doctor, and you know you you can't like be ready to answer your phone all the time. Probably got a job right. or whatever, and then you get a phone call, and then you listen to the message. Hey, yeah, we called. We've got the result here, or whatever, or we need to talk to you about patient whatever. And then they leave you the front desk number, and there's just no way to get a hold of that person again. Is there a reason for that? People in the medical industry just wondered. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC. You know, I had a skin cancer thing. They've never called me. It's been months. I've called a couple of times, said, hey, kind of interested in my results. And the message says, we'll call back within 24 hours. I assume I'm not dying of cancer. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'll call them one more time. You'd think they'd be trying to get a hold of me if I was. Yeah. That, well, that's what I always tell people, because the one time I did have a problem, they called me. Two people called me on a weekend. So they, they, the, everybody's fine pile. They never get to. But yeah, you've okay. got something wrong with you. They call right away. All right, well, I hope you're right. If not, you'll hear from my attorneys. <laughs> How do I end up on the hook for this? You know, I uh, I just wonder whether they don't want anybody to have their direct line. I, I can understand that, but at the same time, it's just so... Yeah. Anyway. I know, so discouraging. Oh, you know, I do want to talk about Nikki Haley. Um, 
Because, I, again, it's it's much more interesting than just about Nikki Haley and her electoral uh, prospects, uh, because I don't really care about that much. But I want to find this email we got. Um, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? She was clever, would you? She was Trump's. Trump uh, ambassador to the UN and uh, and stood by Trump through uh, thick and thick, um, um, uh, but now is uh, kind of racing her head and sounding like she's willing to take him on a little bit. So is Chris Christie. So like I said earlier, there there are people that were scared to take on Trump before that don't seem to be scared anymore. And I don't know if their political calculation is right, but it'll certainly make things more interesting. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, on the medical thing, last last week you guys referenced a website that gave your odds of dying from COVID with or without early treatment. Jack gave the stats. He kept saying, of which, of course, you would probably get the early treatment in reference uh, to the COVID treatments. Uh, good luck with that in blue states like California. My husband had been terribly ill with COVID since Labor Day, but he's a generally healthy person under the age of 65, no major risk factors, also not a celebrity or a politician, and he was not eligible to receive monoclonal antibodies, and the California medical establishment make clear at every turn he should just stay at home, isolate, and take Advil. They can only help if his oxygen level drops below 90, at which point he should be rushed to the hospital so oh. they can slap him on a ventilator. Oh, boy. God bless the doctors in Florida who are putting in overtime to take online appointments and prescribe therapeutic medications to those of us living in America's Haiti. And God bless the local independent pharmacies who are willing to fill those prescriptions that the big chains won't. After two weeks of suffering from constant low-grade fever, debilitating brain fog, incessant cough, nausea, diarrhea, etc., 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 and being told by the California medical establishment to just rest and take Advil, he was a shell of his former self, and his O2 stats were slowly sinking. Once we got the therapeutic meds, he turned the corner in less than six hours. Fever and brain fog gone. By the next day, he was up and taking the dog for a walk. Now, three days later, he's back to 90% health, um, etc. What a completely effed up society we live in that the politics alone can prevent people from receiving virtually risk-free therapeutic treatments. Um, then she goes into the costs. So PSA number one, if you live in a blue state where the medical establishment has abandoned you, there's a list of doctors who will help you in which states they can prescribe for at COVID19CriticalCare.com. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, we'll post that. Uh, COVID19CriticalCare.com. Then search for local compounding pharmacy in your area to fill the prescriptions. Um, okay, so thank you for that note, uh, Alien Anonymous. Anyway, thought that was an appropriate moment. Moving along. Uh, so there's a big uh, to-do at the Ronald Reagan Library in Simi Valley, California, the other day, and all the Republican hopefuls from Chris Christie to Nikki Haley uh, gave speeches. And Nikki Haley's was fairly closely watched. She touched on a couple of uh, points that really show her strategy for getting uh, to the top of the Republican uh, list during the year of Trump. And as Jack pointed out, she was pretty closely tried, tied to Trump. Strategy, strategy number one. Identify a brighter North Star in the sky. She said, it has become fashionable in some circles, even some conservative ones, to dismiss the relevance of Ronald Reagan. They say we must move beyond Reaganism. The times have changed, they say. But dismissing the lessons of Reagan make no more sense than dismissing the lessons of Lincoln or Washington. That's a pretty good idea. So she's going to lean hard on Reagan. Uh, I think that is pretty smart. Uh, she uh, defended Trump, focused her attacks on his successor. The, immediately relentless, the media relentlessly and falsely called Donald Trump a Russian stooge. In eight months in office, Joe Biden has done more to improve Russia's economic and strategic standing than Trump ever did, citing the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline. It's disgraceful. 
She said she considers herself friends with Trump um, and would consult him before becoming a candidate. I would pick up the phone and meet with the president. I would talk to him and see what his plans are. I would tell him about my plans. We would work on it together. So she is taking a much more subtle tack than uh, Chris Christie, who last month urged Republicans to, quote, renounce the conspiracy theorists and the truth deniers. I'm sure they're having some damn interesting meetings with their handlers on how far they can go in terms of taking on Trump. Because Trump, if he decides to run, I think is close to unbeatable. So you have to take him on. You can't you can't you can't not take him on and get the nomination. You have to take him on head on, I think. They're gonna have to come at him, everybody, hard with hatchets in both hands. When that's gonna be bloody and ugly. Yeah. And we'll probably lay waste to the Republican Party for the time being. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm I'm watching it kind of as a sport. So, But then the one final uh, point she hit on, and you're going to hear this a lot out of her, was that I haven't just seen the American story. I've lived the American story. And take it from me, the first female, first minority governor of South Carolina, America is not a racist country. Well, she'll get she n- said to the biggest applause line of the night. She'll get no credit for being a woman or a woman of color. No. No, only progressives do. Yeah. Yeah, Republicans don't. We've seen that over and over again. Anyway, maybe I'll go uh, go to predicted.com and, and invest the eight cents I have left on her. <laughs> That's right. Uh, if you miss an hour, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Taylor, fly ball to left, and deep, and down! Chris Taylor, a walk-off home run! The Dodgers are walking off to San Francisco! They win the wild card, 3-1! to Dodgers, Giants, kicks off Friday. The baseball world only cares about East Coast teams, so you gotta look for that information yourself, because they don't care on ESPN. Um, uh, Italy in, in European weather, uh, Italy (laughs) has had 34 inches of rain in 24 hours. Mamma mia, that's a lot of rain. Wow. 34 inches of rain in 24 hours. Boy, they got to have horrendous flooding. That's a continental record. The most rain ever in Europe in that amount of time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something. Hmm. Climate change is what it is. Yeah, you know, there's so much alarmism, and everybody's looking for evidence of it. But I, I did see an article the other day. A guy was talking about how um, in in his part of the world, the weather was just different. He's lived there for like 15 years. He said this year is just crazy. No, it, it might go back to normal, but I don't know. It doesn't I snow in the Midwest like it used I to? I certainly don't think you can pick a particular year to uh, to make a point about. But, yeah, I, and the places I'm from where I lived for a very long time, it doesn't snow there anymore. It's like almost unheard of. When yeah. it used to snow all the time. Hmm. It's definitely changed. Uh, what caused it and how you fix it? Completely different question. Um, Pfizer is seeking FDA authorization of the COVID vaccine for kids 5 to 11. And uh, if the FDA approves that, they've already got a mandate in California for school kids for next year. And I got to believe a whole bunch of other states or at least towns, school districts will follow across the country. And that is going to be quite the political storm 
for all the reasons we've mentioned a whole bunch of times. But Oh, yeah, I think it has not yet begun to bloom the outrage. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a hard sell right now. What if there's hardly any COVID anywhere at the point that you're getting your kid the vaccine next year? It's the, all the statistics are in. It's not really dangerous to kids. There isn't anybody. There isn't any hardly any COVID in your town. And so, why am I getting the vaccine now? Well, right, yeah. Gavin Newsomini announcing uh, COVID uh, mandates for kids to go to school, little kids, even as there's practically no COVID in California. I don't know if you heard this, but um, Clarissa Ward of CNN was back in Kabul over the last couple of days reporting, and that suicide bomber who killed up killed a whole bunch of people, including 13 U.S. service members, obviously you remember that story, he had been released from prison at Bagram Air Force Base just days before that attack. So what we learned with the questioning recently that um, we had threatened the Taliban that hey don't come into the don't come into town don't come into Kabul or we will attack you. Then they came into town and we didn't attack them. Still don't quite understand what happened there. But they came in and opened up the prison, and within days, one of those guys gets out and kills thirteen U.S. service members. So. Wow, what's crazy is that he's an ISIS guy. Yeah. And the Taliban and ISIS are fighting to the death, but they just let everybody go. The Taliban did. Uh, ISIS-K. As you've said, the worst name for a serial ever. Um, now, the, the last word in the punchline has to be serial. The world's worst breakfast cereal. Yeah. It's the Ice, key to the comedy. ISIS-K. <laughs> um so we really like the clip of Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, trying to figure out how to be politically correct. LGDP, LGT, LBT, LGBTQ2+. I think that was a week and a half ago when the UN was having their big meeting. Well, it's already changed, apparently. Justin Trudeau, same guy, tweeted out yesterday, people across the country are lighting candles to honor indigenous women, girls, and 2-S-L-G-B-T-Q-Q-I-A plus people. So, grew. so he'd attempted to memorize that string of letters poorly two weeks ago and failed and tweets out yesterday something with like three or four more letters and numbers. Um, but just to let you know, if you want to be completely on the right side of history here, it's 2-S-L-G-B-T-Q-Q-I-A plus currently. Is it possible to to troll people like him and just let's get like a I don't know a, a V inserted in there? Let's insist. Let's lobby hard. Where was the V? You're against you know whatever the vaginaed, right? Exactly. And make Justin Trudeau bow and, and add a V in there. There's and a, when he's done that, there's a then li- you got to go with a B. There is a little bit Once of that. There's already a B. There is a little bit of that. Well, there's already a cue, and they added another one. There is a, That's a good point. There is a little bit of that, either consciously or unconsciously, with all of this. They keep changing the rules, seeing if you're keeping up, just to keep you on your heels. Exactly. Make you scared, scared to say anything. Third cue. That's what we need. Third cue now. So, Third cue now. So the two S is the two-spirit thing. So that's from uh, uh, Native Americans or Native Canadians, First Peoples, who um, uh, apparently had... Um, Two spirits had a, uh, a, a a language, a word, a, 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 a series of words to describe people who had different gender identities. So that's goes back many, many years. So, so that's the two S. 
you know LGBTQ. Then you got another Q. So one Q is queer, the other Q is questioning. Then um, the I is intersex, the A is asexual, and then plus, I guess, is just kind of a catch-all till they add the next letters. That's my understanding, yeah, and anybody we might have left out. Um, and I would say, just from a marketing standpoint, you got to come up with something shorter. Because just, just from a, if you want people to be able to refer to your group, it's got to be usable, and it's, it's, it's ceased being usable. I'm a middle child. I bring people together. While I found, while I find some aspects of this completely ridiculous and would like to never talk about them again, how about let's just go with NS, not straight. Would that be okay? Just save Justin Trudeau time and frustration. NS, not straight. Poor little Canadian. Yeah, LGDP, LGBTQ2 plus. Hey, where was the other Q? Homophobe, hater, questioner of phobe. Huh? Have you followed what's going on in Idaho? Every time the governor leaves town, the the uh, lieutenant governor passes, starts passing laws. No, that's funny. <laughs> and then the, can you do the, that? The main guy comes back to town, and he uh, and he like rescinds them. <laughs> oh boy! That's uh, we'll good. give you the particulars in a minute or two. It's it's like two children, two siblings fighting until somebody has to tell. All right, you two stop it, or I'll turn this car around. So the details on that after a quick word from our friends at Simply Save Home Security, they have added to the already best home security system of 2021, according to U.S. News and World Report, with a wireless outdoor security camera. So it's already the best home security system, and now you've got this camera option that is absolutely fantastic and very simply integrates with your Simply Safe home system that you've already got, hopefully. An ultra wide 140 degree field of view, watch your entire yard, your entire street. 1080 HD resolution, eight times zoom, so you can see faces and license plates. Built in color night vision, so you can see what's going on day or night, obviously. Um, very easy to set up. I like it. Takes minutes. It's got an easy to remove rechargeable battery, so you don't need an outlet. Um, you can put it anywhere on your property. So here's what you do. It's a fabulous camera. No scumbag is going to rip you off uh, again. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to learn more about the wireless outdoor security camera. Then lock 20% off your entire new system. Your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So you got a Republican, Governor Brad Little, left Idaho on Tuesday. His second-in-command, Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeechan, who's also a Republican, immediately issued an executive order uh, banning state officials from requiring COVID-19 vaccine passports for new or current employees. Wow. Little, the original governor, quickly promised to undo the order as soon as he returned from touring the U.S.-Mexico border with a group of fellow Mexican, I'm sorry, Republican governors, who we featured a little earlier. This is the second time the state's top two officials have battled after Little left the state, and McGeechan seized the opportunity to issue an executive order in his absence. When Little attended a Republican governor's conference in Nashville in May, McGeechan banned local governments governance from issuing mask mandates. Little, saying he wants the local governments to have control over their communities, rescinded her order, her order when he returned the next day. So they, they, you elect the governor and the lieutenant governor separately. They happen to be in the same party, but they've been clashing. Uh, the the McGeechan gal is definitely more, um, I don't know, what would you say, kind of fundamentalist red meat 
uh, Twitter mm-hmm. conservative. Um, so that's funny. Every time the guy leaves town, she passes some sort of law, well, executive orders, that he immediately rescinds when he gets home again. That's a heck of a system. Yeah, yeah. You can't be lurching back and forth like that. You know, she passes some sort of important potato law or something. Next thing you know, farmers are switching to carrots. Sure, paves over Lake Coeur or something crazy like that. Um, it's a pretty good example, though, of uh, how crazy it is we do so much through executive orders on the federal and the state order or state health inspector or, you know, health guru orders where you all of a sudden have dictatorial powers to somebody with a bachelor's degree in health administration. How, how can the governor just declare something and then undeclare it the next day? That's not, that's not a constitutional republic. So before we take a break, we've got breaking Justin Trudeau news. So as, as he tr- continues to try to be the wokest uh, leader of any country in the world. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has apologized after criticism for going on a family vacation during his country's first indigenous-focused National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. Ugh. So the country named a National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, and he was on vacation with his family. So he came under criticism. Well, of course you come under criticism. There's somebody on Twitter who's going to criticize you for everything. But the fact that you actually feel like you actually have to apologize is the important part. Yeah, they have discovered some just horrific stuff in Canada recently, or or it's come to light about treatment of indigenous people, like right until like the 70s and the 1980s. Um, so that's kind of ugly, but I don't know. He was asked, everybody's mad at everybody. For so everything. he was so he's yeah exactly. But so he was asked, how could this happen? Where you take a vacation during this important holiday? And I'm sure, like in Canada, like the United States, there's some sort of holiday like twice a week. So try to figure out how you're going to plan your vacation around that. Um, the prime minister said uh, the how it happened is far less important than that it did happen, which I regret. So the how it happened is, I don't know, they had a good deal on hotels in Hawaii that weekend. Yeah, we had a reservation, so we went. <laughs> oh, my God. We live in such crazy times. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's not a great uh, you know politician anyway, but you'd think you could say this is an issue 365 days a year. With all due respect to the holiday, which I think is a great observance, let's deal with this right now. I'm here now. I think about these problems every day. Exactly. You don't? What's wrong with you? Exactly. plus. Our text line is 415-295-KFDC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't watch the news because I'm a kid and apparently every time, apparently Grandpa just gives me a remote after we watch the Powerball. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good decision. Don't watch the news, son. It's depressing and tedious. That was a cute little kid being interviewed at a state fair, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) 
So uh, there's a story Grandpa in the... Grandpa just gives me the remote after he watches the Powerball. Grandpa just gives me the remote after we watch the Powerball. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dreaming of winning the lottery? These horror stories may change your mind. I've been saying for years that I think winning the lottery would ruin the lives of the vast majority of people. To yeah. win that. It would it'd make your life worse, ultimately. I, I, I just believe that wholeheartedly. So I'd, I'd put these in order, and I, I felt like I was leading up to a winner, but now I, I can't decide who's the ultimate Powerball winning loser. So I'll just submit your choices for you. I thought this was going to be the winner. William Bud Post, Pennsylvania, won $16.2 million in the late 80s. It was the start of a series of unfortunate events for Post. His <laughs> ex-girlfriend sued him for a share of the winnings. There and you won. go. His brother hired a hitman in an effort to inherit part of the cash. Yeah. Other relatives spent spent months demanding money. Within a month of winning, Post filed for bankruptcy with a million dollars in debt. Now, $16 million in a month. That's going to be hard to beat. You know, and, and on the whole family thing, you, you know, people think, well, you know, my marriage is solid or my friends or my brothers or whatever it is. I have known quite a few families that seemed that way until you know grandpa died and money's up then all of a sudden they're at each other's throats previously you know families are just everything was fine well it's amazing what money does to people it does indeed but we have more nominees janita lee st louis dispatch reported janita lee immigrant from south korea worked in a wig shop before she won 18 million dollars in the illinois lottery this is the early 90s she was set to receive the annual payout of six hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year wow bought a multi-million dollar home for her family but she later sold her rights to her annual checks because they weren't coming in fast enough so she sold it for a lump sum amount. Okay. Ten years later, at age 60, she filed for bankruptcy with $2.5 million in debt. See, I think that taking the check is a good way to keep yourself under control. <laughs> you can't go too crazy, and if you do go crazy that first year, you got another check next year. Now, here's a guy in 2019 won $30 million and was murdered by a woman who befriended him after right. he won. That's, you know, Oh, God help you if you're, if God help you if you're single. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Denise Rossi, 1997, won $1.3 million in the California lottery, immediately filed for divorce from her husband. Two years later, her husband discovered she had won the lottery, took her to court. He sued. He won. The judge says you get every cent of it. Oh, she boy. broke. Wow. But I think you've just got to go with the all-time classic, Jack Whitaker. Before winning $315 million Ooh. in West Virginia in 2002, he was already a millionaire. Just four years later, the then construction company president claimed he went broke. Tragedies swarmed his life. The two of his grandkids died from drug overdoses. Then, famously, he was robbed of over half a million dollars while sitting in his car at a strip club where he used to hang out to receive the affection of the strippers. If you're already doing pretty well, I would think those people would have a better shot because you already, you know, kind of have stuff you wanted and... I don't know, but uh, no. So he was he was already doing well, and it still destroyed his life and the rest of his family. Well, the one thing that is, I mean, it's like as obvious as don't point a gun at yourself and pull the trigger. It's 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 so big, folks. Trust me. If you ever win some sort of big prize, claim it anonymously. You must claim it anonymously. Then you clamp down. On the fact that you won, as hard as if you'd committed some unspeakable act, 
You can tell your priest if you want and tell your attorney, but don't breathe a word no, to think, anybody but, but those legally entitled to know, like your spouse. But I think the natural impulse for most for most people is they want to show it off. They want to show off that Lamborghini or house or ring or whatever the hell. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, runs counter to you. I, I like the way everybody's got a plan for what they're going to do if they win the lottery, though. The, like, the least likely thing that could possibly happen in your life, you have a plan for. Things that probably will happen in your life, eh, no, <laughs> no plan whatsoever. <laughs> Retirement? I don't know. I haven't really come up with a plan for that. Uh, how much I'm going to have or save or whatever. But I've got a plan if I ever win the lottery. I've thought that through all the way through. <laughs> I realize I'm annoying and suffocatingly earnest, but I have had a plan if I win the lottery for a long time because I used to pick up a ticket now and again. And my plan was this. Put it in the bank and think about it. I uh, never played the lottery, so I think my chances are even less. Well, actually, they're only slightly less than yours. Right. <laughs> Vanishingly small difference. As a guy who never plays, the difference between my chance of winning and your chance of winning listening right now is almost zero, which is hilarious. Um, but uh, remember, I was always nice to you, and we provided you lots of hours of entertainment for really for nothing. So <laughs> if you win the lottery, you know, how about doing us a solid? A little something for the effort. Exactly. It's like tip. It's like tipping the, uh, the DJ at your wedding or something. That's what it's like. If you missed part of the show, you want to catch up, you can get the podcast wherever podcasts are distributed or armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.